delighted to say on the programme now is Mark Sykes uh, joining us off the back of a tremendous display against West Ham United setting up two goals in that game as his side Oxford won 4-0 Mark welcome along to the programme yeah thank you what a game that was against West Ham United I mean in your wildest dreams did you think you could beat them let alone stuff them um, I'm not too sure to be honest. I think um, it was always important to go into the game with uh, a bit of belief, um, especially with the lads coming off a, a 6 0 win um, at the weekend before. But um, to say that we were going to beat them 4 0, I don't think everyone sort of had that in mind. But um, to be fair, it was well deserved. I think we were pretty much right um, um To be fair, I think it might have been more helpful instead of taking a couple of our other chances, but uh, I think we'll take a 4 0 victory against West Ham. I mean, it, it must be for you personally a bit of a pinch yourself moment. I know you need to keep yourself grounded and it's always on to the next game, but when you think about a year ago or, or maybe it was less than that when you were sitting in our studio talking about, I'd love to be playing in England, and now not only are you playing in England, you're beating Premier League opposition. Yeah, no, I remember the day of the Revenue when I came down, obviously. Um, there was a bit of interest about me going across, and um, I can always remember you asking um, for a bit of insight info. <laughs> but um, no, to be fair, at the time uh, I knew that there was a bit of interest from from Portfield and and from Oxford. But um, sitting here now, it's a bit strange. And obviously, with a with a win last night, um, I feel like I've uh, came a long way. But um, I know that there's a lot more to come. What is that step up like? It's it's something that I will never be able to experience or fully appreciate. So try paint a picture for me. What's the difference between being an Irish league player and now playing for Oxford? Um, to be fair, it's a strange one, but it's a lot more cutthroat in England. Um, uh, back home when I play, it's a lot more friendly, and 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 that's when I'm talking about your own dressing room. Um, back home, uh, it's obviously it's part time and. You meet up twice a week, um, especially in Glen and, and you play on Saturday as well, whereas every day you're in and you're practicing and, and you're just doing little things that you don't actually experience back home, like you're having food and you're having certain meetings and all of the training ground. And it's just it's just a bit different, but it takes a bit of time to get used to, um, especially getting, getting up every morning getting into training for a half eight and nine o'clock and you're there at maybe one o'clock or two o'clock whereas back home you probably come down over there and half an hour sit for a, and the traffic's tacker block and you're getting home at nine o'clock and it's uh, just things like that but in terms of the football um, it's it's same but different um, in terms of the physicality side of things that I've always been used to is quite similar, but um, what you're expected to do on off the ball, I think, is uh, a lot more different to here, especially than back home. There's a lot more players in the back, and, and there's a lot more want to keep the ball, whereas um, it can be a bit more direct back home. But um, I've always I've always wanted to be able to play on a team that enjoyed passing the ball and keeping it, and if I play at Oxford, that's what we do. How much of it is a, a mental game as well, Mark, in terms of when you arrive, you have to believe you're good enough? Yeah, to be fair, when I did come here, I needed to believe that I was good enough. Um, 
the Spassy come in, come in and like being, being one of the, the best players. Um, obviously, that season, um, picking up a few awards and stuff, being a young player. And just things like that, it, it gives you confidence coming here. And, um, especially in the first couple of days or weeks being at the, the club, it's, uh, it can be quite judgmental. And I think that's the football environment in general where no matter who you are, as soon as, as, soon as you're in there, you're judged on how good you are, basically. Um, and if you're a good player, then, then you're welcomed in. And, and if you're not, then I think um, you're not really included in that. And that's just the way that the football environment is. But um, I think with, uh, with Kevin, when he was here, he uh, helped me, obviously, massively. And, and so he introduced me to a lot of the boys. And... Um, now that he's moved on, this is brilliant for him. Um, I'm sure he'll experience the same thing. Um, getting into the environment and, and hopefully he settles equally as well as he did at Oxford. But um, no, obviously it, it is tough at the start and you sort of need to get uh, game time and, and get a bit of confidence on the about and, and he'll do well. I was just going to ask you about Gavin, actually. I mean, obviously, it's great to see him uh, get his chance at Cardiff City. Was there a part of you going, oh, stick around for another season, would you? <laughs> no, to be fair, I think um, he's got to realise what, um, what me and him are doing is only good for ourselves. And um, as much as uh, football as a team sport can be quite challenging at times, and um, what opportunity came up for Gavin is just massive for him, and he had to take it. And um, thankfully, he hasn't. He's, he's obviously went and played a four year deal at Cardiff City, which is unbelievable, especially being maybe only a year ago when he was still at the Crusaders and sometimes you, you gotta look at you gotta look at in that way where a couple of weeks back I was sitting disappointed that I haven't really been playing much this year. But then again I looked maybe seven, eight months ago I was, I was probably playing um in the ice league zone so at the pre season that so um no you, you gotta look at how far you've come first and um then you can build on from there but I want to play more minutes here, and, and that will only come with, with, with confidence and, and being able to do well and training every day. And, and hopefully, um, sort of mind that I can do that. And especially with a game last night, um, sort of done now, and hopefully, the managers have seen that for, for the weekend game. How much contact do you keep with your old Glenavon teammates or with Gary Hamilton? Do they still check in with you after you know nights like that Caribou Cup win? Uh, are you you getting wee text messages from them? Yeah, of course. I think um, guys back in the US were always involved in the room, but you wanted me to do well. And they always told me when I was back when I'm not, if anyone was ever to come in, that he would hold me back. And, and he didn't. And even uh, Paul Miller, who's obviously back, Glenn Horn, even he would still text him, see how I'm getting on. And even last night, he would, he would text me and uh, congratulate me. And, and um, it's, it's nice. It's nice to obviously have that. The friendship element, um, still from back home, and um, it is a bit different now uh, in England in terms of what guy home looks like for me and, and what what type of guy Carl Robinson is. So um, I obviously I'm still learning to adapt uh, adapt to that, but it's been a good experience, and it's obviously always nice to have boys looking out for you back home. We always hear about you know people from Northern Ireland being homebirds and stuff. I mean, it, or do you crave silly things at times in Oxford? Because you were, just before we started this interview, you were telling me it barely rains there and I'm sitting here dripping on a studio floor, so there's already one difference. <laughs> um, sometimes it can be it can be a bit different. Um, 
Uh, I've always, obviously, I've always lived at home, and before I was here, I was never planning on moving out, and I had a lot of things done for me. <laughs> um, so it's a bit, it's a bit strange when you get here and you have to start doing your own cooking, your own washing, and cleaning. It's, it's a shirts bit of don't a, iron themselves now. It's a bit of a, it's a bit of a kick of a backside, but <laughs> um, it's something that I've really relished, and especially being being out every day and and train and being able to come back home to, to a nice place and, um, obviously my partner and stuff so we're living with me as well now so it, it can, it's quite homely and uh, now I really enjoy being here and just uh, finally on uh, Michael O'Neill obviously uh, you, you got a late call up into uh, the Nor- Northern Ireland senior setup. what's that sort of like I mean is he in touch often does he are you aware of him watching your matches or taking an interest in you on a regular basis or, or what's that relationship like? Yeah, to be fair, um, I think Michael's a great person as well as a great manager and and it just goes to show that he actually texted me um, this morning and seen that I've been doing well and he, he said um, that I was on standby for the upcoming game and, and just to look out to see what happens in the next couple of weeks before the, before the fixture weather or not. Um, called in and his, his main interest like I say was, was in me and he wants me to be playing as much minutes as I can and um, at the fair, I don't really expect to be playing for Northern Ireland if I'm not playing at Oxford so I think the most important thing for me is to get minutes on the belt at Oxford first um, and then when that comes along then hopefully the, the first cap at Northern Ireland comes but um, to be fair it was, it was a nice touch from him just to be able to let me know um, obviously where the situation stands and and obviously to, to congratulate me on the performance and, and the, the win last night That's a lovely touch and it gives a great insight into what type of manager Michael O'Neill is as well that he, you know, it's not just when there's the squads ready to be picked he's he's talking to you in between times too Yeah, it's perfect and to be fair, I didn't, I didn't expect him to, to tax me at all and, and let me know, I'd sort of got an email from the IFA and I was told that it was on standby and I thought that it was just going to be left at that, but I, I thought it was a it was a nice touch one to, to let me know um, what his plans were and why I was on standby. Um, but to be fair, I love getting away with, a, with the Northern Ireland lads. It's it's nice to get back home sometimes and being able just to experience the just the the crack, obviously from from a couple of the local lads and just things like that. But um, obviously, the football side of things is most important and. And I do, I do quite well in training, and like I say, I really enjoy being back home. Uh, actually, just this is the last question. Your next game in the the Caribou Cup is Sunderland. You fancy yourself get through to the quarterfinals if you've beaten a Premier League team? Do you reckon you've got a chance? <laughs> um, yeah, I think with the win, the game of the the main set of um, the wins, the only thing that that we need to achieve. Um, a few of my mates had texted me on the way home from the game last night and, and it obviously let me know that we'd, we'd got Sunderland but it was only until this morning where I found out that it was Sunderland, Arsenal and Liverpool were the three teams that we could have got mm-hmm. um, and we ended up getting Sunderland so um, it's not it's not an easy game by all means but um, it's definitely a winnable game and, and hopefully if we do go on to beat Sunderland then um, we can get the, one of the bigger clubs and um, and it'll be hopefully another night to remember fantastic top man Mark really appreciate your time no worries thank you